What does motion sound like? With Kizik Hands Free Shoes, it sounds a little something like this. Experience the magic of motion. Get a free pair of socks with your first order at kizik.com slash socks. The Hale Varsity Radio Saturday Morning Show, presented by the Nebraska Lottery. Strap yourselves in. Here are your hosts, Chris Schmidt. Y'all don't even know he was a virgin until he's 28, and now, roll time. And Mark Cranach. Time has come for someone to put his foot down. And that foot is me. Welcome to Inhale Varsity Radio on the road. Dublin, the Dublin weekend edition. Chris Schmidt, Mark Cranach. Here at the Mary Cobbler, Elijah Herbal back at our ESPN Lincoln Studios. Craig we have survived Dublin so for now. Far. It is incredible. Yep. We've had a blast. I had a big old Irish breakfast this morning. Yeah. And I'm on my third cup of coffee. And mm-hmm. uh, it is game day. We are four and a half hours away from kickoff here in Dublin. We're not far from the stadium here at the Mary Cobbler. We are loaded up. Brandon Vogel on site with us here from HaleVarsity.com and Magazine. Eric Francis, of course, going to be snapping picks for you to see uh, in the next issue of Hale Varsity. But we have a game to talk about. The Iron Horse will join us stateside. Uh, we are going to try and get an Aaron Sorensen signing. We shall see. And uh, time permitting. She's in demand. She is. She's in demand. She's been just crushing it with all of her coverage. And insight, uh, her and Vogue's at the pep rally last night, 5,000 strong Nebraskans there, and uh, Dublin is painted red right now, as is the Mary Cobbler. Numbers to get in and join us this morning on Hale Varsity, the Dublin edition, 466-3776-466-3776, toll free, 800-825. 5865 can email chris at halevarsity.com and find us on twitter at hvarsity radio uh the twitter handle for the radio show at hail varsity for all your husker football needs at schmidt underscore radio chris schmidt that's me and at herbal essence for elijah herbal you're watching us uh, enjoy we are streaming live on espn lincoln's facebook we're also streaming live espn lincoln's Twitter handle. So that is all the ways to get in touch with us. Elijah, how are you shaking this morning? What's the good news? Uh, doing well. Uh, the mustache is curled, and I am just amped up for game day. So, uh, I mean, it's one of those days we've been waiting for it for nine months, right? It's almost a little surreal that it's here. It's like Christmas morning, but I'm just ready to get it going, and hopefully the, the result is some good presence under the tree and not some, you know, cold. God, and you mentioned nine months, and I think it's important, you know, we, we talk about this daily, we, we breathe this stuff all the time. Uh, I think it's important to reset just exactly where we're at and just all the things that have transpired as we watch this team take the field today. I mean, it has been a complete overhaul mm-hmm. offensively, not just with the staff. The entire offensive staff is new today. The primary playmakers, from what we know, are also entirely new. The person calling the plays is entirely new. Scott Frost not taking a direct role in the play calling is new. Quarterback is new. There is a lot of un- there are a lot of unknowns today as Nebraska takes the field, 
And on top of that, you have Scott Frost under an amount of pressure. You already are under pressure when you're the head coach in Nebraska, of course. Um, but that October 1st buyout date looms large. And, of course, you don't want to think about that consciously if you're the head coach during a game. But you want to see how he manages the team and the overall game, not just the pieces of it, not just the offensive play calling, the overall game. And if it is tight, does he let his coaches coach? Does he intervene? Things like that are things to watch today because, as we know, Northwestern, traditionally a tough out. Right, and, and, and it is unlikely to go like it did last year. If it does, great. Very unlikely that it's going to go like it did last year where Nebraska just trounces them from, from the word jump. Too much new, to your point, Mark. Too much new to be comfortable uh, if you're not sure yourself. What's your confidence level if you're Nebraska? Hayes in the barn, right? You've done your training. You've done your prep. You've had time together. So it is going to get down to tight moments on the football field. That could be an early momentum opportunity in the first quarter or a shot in the fourth quarter to seize. Do you wilt? Do you win? Right. And that's what the big question mark is. You have the new and you have the the adversity. You have the new faces. You have the adversity that is to come in a football game, specifically against Northwestern, because they make you earn every single inch. Uh, You've seen the line move, fellas. You've seen the line go from 13 and a half down to 11. And there are some unconfirmed... Overnight. Overnight. There are some unconfirmed rumors out there. And uh, we're not Mr. Gossip, but Cranach, some stuff that is floating out there beyond... Omar Manning's availability. Right. Uh, it's beyond, you know, your your, your top returning uh, receiver uh, being a question mark going into kickoff. Yeah, these, these are by no means reports that we are stating as fact. There have been no official anything, but they they are uh, things to watch as the day progresses. Like who's available as the game kicks off. But there there is talk that Omar Manning will not be available today. Uh, he is. Nebraska's top returning production guy at receiver. Doesn't mean he was going to be the number one target necessarily, but their top returning production guy. On top of that, there's some talk that you could have some issues at right tackle with sickness with Ben Hart. So there's a chance that's, again, unsubstantiated, things to watch. And then this one is probably the most uh, salacious rumor, and I don't know how much stock we'll put into this and I think it is par for the course that you hear about things like this when a team is covered like a soap opera which Nebraska fits that bill uh, but there's you know talk of guys gotten fights last night and so there's a handful of folks that are not going to be you know available for today's game because they're in a fight out of all those rumors that's the one I probably put the least amount of stock in only because the night before a game, really? I, I just, are, you, that just, are you out of your room yeah. at a casino, per se? Yeah, it's, uh, just, that, that one doesn't... Before kickoff. That I one, don't know, you're, not, you're not allowed out of your room, typically. Well, when and especially when, when, when you look at where Nebraska was staying, too, you would have to make a really concerted, devious effort to break off of those estate grounds 
and go out to a casino the night before a 300-pound Big Ten guy is going to be leaning on you. It's just, it, does, it doesn't make a lot of sense. If you were but, to do it, though, you know. Ferris Bueller gave you the best blueprint yeah. with the mannequin and the stereo setup yeah. to mimic snoring. But, you know, but at the same time, where there's smoke... There is usually some fire, so just some things to watch as the days per, as the day progresses. And if you're watching the game and you're like, "Oh, where is X or where is Y?" Who knows? That could that could be a part of the deal. But regardless, I, I don't think that's uh, that's something we should put a lot of stock in and, and say too much. But just some reports that are coming out as folks are just waking up back home in Nebraska. Some things that have been floating around this morning. A sea of red is here at the Mary Cabler. Folks are continuing to file in all sorts of red, all sorts of white. Husker Nation is in full throat here. And they'll be well hydrated at the Mary Cobbler. Uh, and uh, Jamison Guinness and other options. Will has really taken wonderful care of us here at the Mary Cobbler. Uh, this trip, big thanks to Union Bank and Trust also making that uh, happen for us. Artez Craig, biggest Nebraska fan there is. Brother of Roger Craig, uh-huh. fan of the show, is on the line with us as he's hauling uh, goods across the country. Artez, you got us. Go Big Red. There he is, Artez Craig, <laughs> chiming in. How you feeling today? Oh, man, I'm excited, man. Uh, I was watching ESPN last night, and I trusted her. Her streak out is playing in the Big Ten Championship game, so that's interesting. Yes, he does. Kirk Herbstreit calling a shot, Ohio State versus Nebraska in Indy. Uh, Vogel and I want to go back to Indy for more shrimp cocktail. Might as well uh, check out a Big Ten title game while we're there. How you feeling so, about uh, today, so though? You guys survived you survive last night? Uh, survived last night? Yeah, we made it. We made it. Yeah, we did all right. Yeah. I had some, uh, yeah. I had some lamb. It was yeah. incredible. Yeah, a little rack of yeah. lamb. Not so bad. Uh, had an Irish breakfast this morning, so I'm I'm up to playing weight, brother. For Irish so breakfast, the weather like in Dublin today. Come again? Must the weather gonna be like in Dublin at the game time? Oh, it's it's 67 degrees, light wind, sunny and beautiful. I mean, it yeah. is picturesque. Awesome. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I'm excited, man. And I, I, Okay, real quick, yeah, like, kickoff, we're looking at 64 degrees and a little bit of sun peeking through the clouds. Awesome. So there's like 5,000 people at that rally the other last night, yesterday? Yep, Pep probably had 5,000. It was good. Wow, that's awesome. Yeah. Well, look, I want you guys to enjoy your day and uh, go Big Red, and we'll, I'll be looking for you on television. You know, all you got to do is take your shirt off and put a big red in. And <laughs> <it's gross. laughs> the section would clear if I took my shirt off, Artez. But, uh, but, hey, man, well, you, you guys take enjoy care the games, of man. I'll be listening you to you all day. All right, all right there he is. Artez Craig, our favorite trucker, man. We love him. Light winds tonight, too. They're saying, you know, seven-mile-an-hour winds out of the east. So, Honestly, weather does not appear like it'll be any sort of significant factor tonight. It's not going to be too hot, not going to be too cold, not too windy. Not No precipitation is forecast for the moment. Uh, so, yeah, it looks like weather is going to stay at bay, and that is a good thing. Lots to get into here as Brandon Vogel waiting in the wings for us here 
Hail Varsity Radio, the Dublin edition, weekend edition here at the Mary Cobbler just across from the stadium. Elijah, there's a lot to process this morning. We've laid out what this moment means. Can Nebraska meet their moment uh, when it comes to organization, execution, and uh, can they handle adversity? The, the run game is going to be extremely key today. Uh, the offensive line will be of utmost importance. And can you get a tone set from your defense? Can you use that defense, those pass rushers that uh, you've acquired, uh, those new faces on the defensive side, to make a difference and, and mess with Northwestern? We have an Aaron Sorensen sighting. She's how on the, site. How was the run? It was good. Yeah. Some of us at the other end of the table need to do some exercise. We're good. Brian, nice to see you. Thanks for everything. Yeah. Uh, you know, so when you when you look at running back and defensive end, a couple things you brought up. And Brennan on Facebook is asking how many running backs will we see in the game today? Over under of three. I, you know, I'd go, I, I'd, I'd, go, I'd go four. I'd almost call it a push on that one. But I, I think there's no question you're going to see Anthony Grant. You're definitely going to see Ramir Johnson, but he's more of that kind of newer Slot. duck R type position mm-hmm. where you'll see him motion from the slot into the backfield. You'll see him line up as a receiver. So you would count him as one. Gabe Irvin is probably going to get some snaps. And I would assume Jacquez Yan. So I guess, yeah, maybe you would go uh, the over with Ramir as the one that is on, on definitely pushing it. On a technicality, you're going to see Ramir yeah. in the other three. Now, defensive end is, is one that's super intriguing to me because the competition level has ratcheted up. So you got a couple things that work here. One, you have Garrett Nelson, who has continued to, I mean, he's, he's your classic Nebraska development guy, mm-hmm. right? He, he comes in a little undersized, obviously has a ridiculous work ethic, a, a wrestling background. His father was a wrestler at Nebraska, takes it very seriously. One of the first Western Nebraska scholarship guys in a number of years. So he has now stacked, this is what, year number four for him in the program, dialing in his eating, dialing in his technique, dialing in his strength and conditioning. To where now he trots it there, not as an undersized guy, but as a prototype defensive end size. So you have him. Then you bring in O'Shawn Mathis, who, you know, comes in from TCU and was very highly touted as a pass rusher. I think maybe a tad bit overblown. I mean, you know, pass rushers are gold, but it's not like the guy was putting up ridiculous sack numbers last year. Texas, Texas Christian had a had a tough year. That was part of it. He is a very talented guy, but he does ratchet up the competition level. But then I think really the X factor is is with Caleb Tanner. Sure. You know, and Caleb Tanner had a had a highlight reel uh, sack last year against Northwestern, where he just completely overruns the the right tackle. And gets to the quarterback. I mean, literally knocks him on his butt. Same guy that's going to be a right tackle today for Northwestern. But the fact that he got elected captain really speaks to just how much he has started to dial in and take a cue from a Garrett Nelson to take everything seriously, earn the respect of his teammates. So now you have three guys that are legitimately competent pass rushers. I don't think either of them are superstars. I don't think either of them are Randy Gregory, but I don't think you have to be. No. I don't think you have to be. And the fact that you have three of them, when in most years over the past seven, eight, you've you, had, you could you've count been, you've maybe been searching for one. Yeah, looking for one. Now you got three. So I, I, I think you couple that with the fact that Chinander has really established a culture, established a uh, a nice nice complement of players. You have a really good secondary. That's sort of just par for the course with this kind of um, with the Chinander and. 
and Travis Fisher coach team. And now you got some pass rushing options where it's not just one. That is absolutely something to look out for, especially when you consider that Northwestern is not going to have a juggernaut of an offensive team. Nope. So if you can if you can keep their running game at bay, and they do have two guys who have done it at a high level in Division One, right? They're both two two thousand yard guys that are going to be in the backfield. I don't think you should sneeze at that by any stretch. And you also have a left tackle who's probably the best left tackle in America, right? So there, there are some, some interesting factors to consider here. But I think on the whole, when you have three competent pass rushing options, Nebraska has not been able to say that for a long time. And we'll see if that bears fruit today. Yeah, and, it, it needs to bear fruit. Elijah, jump in here, buddy. See, I'm not worried about the pass rush headed into the game today. That, that's not my concern because I, I look at these guys. Garrett Nelson uh, is a guy who has been there and done that. And as, as the season went on last season, he stepped into his own as his pass rusher. Caleb Tanner, I'll say the same thing. I'm not worried about what those guys are bringing pass rush-wise. I'm more worried about that interior defensive line. And worry's not the right word. It's time for them to prove it, though. Ty Robinson, Colton Feast, Stephon Wynn. Not, not only is it a question of can they get after the passer, it's a question to me of can they stop that run game because it's not coming down to those three guys on the edge to stop the run. It's that interior defensive line. They need to step up, eat up some blocks, eat up some double teams, let those linebackers behind them uh, be clear to, to go make plays and be all over the field. And just, I mean, the depth there is still the question. Who's behind the, the starting three? And if those three guys can step up and if there's some guys behind them uh, that can get some significant playing time today, I think it means great things for this Nebraska team because the key with Northwestern is not going to be getting after the passer. It's going to be stopping their run game. Here's, here's what you're hoping out of Colton Feast if you're in Nebraska. You're hoping for Ty Steincooler 2008. Boom. All right. Good Remember Bo Pelini's first year. Ty Steincooler hadn't gotten a ton of playing time before that. Baker Steincooler? And he worked. He, he was a, well, I'm sorry? Baker Steincooler? Baker. No, I'm talking about Ty, his brother. It, lesser heralded. Yeah, Baker, Baker joined the team around that same time. But Ty, his older brother, was on the team. I don't even know if he started as a scholarship guy. He might have started as a walk-on. But what he did for that interior of the defensive line is sort of exactly what you're talking about. Sue had, was not Sue at that point yet. He was not. And so Ty Steinkohler, a little bit undersized, I believe he went around 280, 285. Uh, but he stabilized the middle of that defense to give them a chance. And by the end of the year, when Sue had ascended, Ty was a force to be reckoned with because Sue got all the attention. Steinkohler had that motor that was ridiculous. He was undersized, very similar to Feast. Pretty good athlete at that position. Underside. That's what you need out of Colton Feast today. And nobody was talking about Ty Steinkohler at the beginning of the year. But by the end of the year, by mid to end of the year, you were like, that is a guy you can count on. Heart and soul. That guy. is a guy that you don't have to sub out. He's conditioned enough to where he can just play snap after snap after snap after snap. So you would hope Feast can be that comp for Nebraska this year with a Ty Robinson who definitely has NFL potential mm -hmm. and has been playing a lot since the second he stepped foot on campus. Yeah, and and you have Robinson's task to make that jump from contributor to splash maker. Yep. Hail Varsity Radio is on the road. We are at the Mary Cobbler in Dublin ahead of Nebraska Northwestern. The 2022 season sent to kick off. A quick timeout, Brandon Vogel, Aaron Sorensen on site with us as uh, Dublin is red and uh, Nebraska gets ready to tangle with Northwestern here at about three and a half hours. Hail Varsity continues on. We're presented by the Nebraska Lottery. 
This segment is presented by Union Bank and Trust. Now back with Hale Varsity Radio, presented by the Nebraska Lottery, with Chris Schmidt and Mark Cranach. Back here at the Mary Cobbler in Dublin, Hale Varsity Radio Weekend, presented by the Nebraska Lottery. Our friends at Union Bank and Trust helping make this road show happen. Mark Cranach, what year is that sweater from? Oh, man, I don't know. I've had it since... Oh, six, seven years. The scoring explosion era? No, I, it's, it's retro like that, though. Yeah, that's pretty good. So, I only get to wear it a few times a year. I mean, it's a sweater that, I mean, it's not like you can wear this to work, you know? <laughs> I mean, you can, but you kind of... So, yeah, I get to wear it once, twice a year, maybe. If you can't wear it, they call sweaters jumpers. <laughs> yes, 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 they I'm do. I'm in a jumper. Uh, Brandon yeah. Vogel is not wearing a jumper, but... No, he is. Yeah. That would be considered a jumper. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. He's got a nice jumper. Is that merino wool? No, this is linen. This is Irish linen. Oh, okay. Nice. Yeah. The tie? Is that? No, that's just, I think, cotton. Okay. Okay. Uh, the hat? I'm kidding. We don't need to know it like this. <laughs> is Vogue's wearing a black shirt underneath? Uh, did you get a black shirt this week? I did not get a black shirt. I haven't played for Nebraska yet, so I can't get a black shirt uh, yet. I think after today, if I get into the game, I think I'll earn one. You, uh, you might. I'll tell you. Hey, so, so you go to road trips often, obviously. You cover all the games. How would this compare to say, is there a comp you can think of in terms of uh, amount of Husker fans bumping around the city. Is there a comp you can think of, even going out to the, going back to the Big 12 days or the Big 10 days, is this equivalent to what you might see in Lawrence or in Minneapolis? Reminds me of Boulder. Or Iowa City, Boulder. Yeah, is there a comp you can think of? Yeah, that Colorado game from a couple of years ago was probably a, a good example of, you know, we knew there were going to be a lot of Nebraska fans there, but once you get in the city and you see, you're like, oh, there's even more here. I mean, it feels, you don't see this as much. Chicago's a big city, but, like, we've seen, you know, Nebraska take over Northwestern's home stadium, right? Right. Um, and... I think that's probably going to be the case here, but the city is a little bit smaller. You just run into people on the street, and everyone, you know, a lot of people are here for the first time. They're doing a lot of the same things that you do when you come to Dublin, so you just kind of encounter people in red everywhere. Well, a uh, chime in here on StreamYard. We're streaming on ESPN Lincoln Facebook, ESPN Lincoln Twitter. Vogue, since you're in the hot seat, I'll let you handle this. Hayden asks, how many quarterbacks do we see today? One, two, three. Uh, uh, uh. I mean, how many? How many are you thinking? Do we do we see a little Logan Smithers red zone Tebow tribute option? Yeah, I think we'll see. I think we'll see two. I think they'll have something, you know, a, a package, and you know, whether it's Purdy or Smothers, and how they decide to do that. I think you'll see somebody take a couple of snaps in some fashion. I mean, if you're a Nebraska fan, it'd be great. <laughs> Chuckle Purdy played a couple series, um, but you know that might be a big ask for for the first game of the season with a new offense, new quarterback, new pass catch battery, the whole mm-hmm. thing. So, but I, I do think we'll see somebody other than Thompson take every snap in this game. Yeah, Logan Smothers would probably be that leader in the clubhouse, right? You, you've heard we well, you don't get to watch practices, obviously, but you've heard that. Chubba Purdy, probably your most explosive playmaking option overall, yeah. run pass, but has to take better care of the ball, right? Yeah. Wait, Folks, uh, let's can, go can ahead. I, I was going to jump in here. The way I see it, and you guys can correct me if I'm wrong here, is that 
Uh, Logan Smothers is your guy that I think you might have a package for, maybe a red zone package. But if Casey Thompson's not performing up to snuff, Chubba Purdy's the guy who comes in and takes some snaps. If Casey's not the guy that you expect him to be, but, but Logan Smothers is that package guy, the specialty guy. Am I seeing that right? You know, it's a little tough to hear you here as the Mary Cobbler is starting to, you know, really fill up here. But I think essentially what Elijah was asking is if Casey Thompson's not getting the job done, who's the guy that's the first in? I, I would put my money on Logan Smothers just for the experience factor and just for sort of the he'll stabilize things factor. Is that how you see it, Brandon? Yeah, I think so. I mean, they, Whipple is said all offseason that there's, you know, that option game that Nebraska ran so well, particularly against Northwestern a year ago, isn't gone. And, you know, it's still tough to square for me personally because I'm like, well, that wasn't part of what you did at Pitt. And I don't think it's a big part of where Nebraska – so how does that whole thing fold in here? I mean, you can you can run some of that stuff with Casey Thompson. It's not like he, you know, can't move back there. But I, I just I, – I hold out a little space for there to be some special wrinkles that way. And, you know, if you've got quarterbacks that are – as close as these three reportedly were, you know, the, the big difference with Thompson was the experience angle, and that's legit, uh, particularly important in a game like this, I think. Uh, but I, I think we'll see some some guys get a little bit specialized, and that's, you know, a little bit unique at quarterback. Brandon Vogel with us here at the Mary Cobbler, Hale Varsity Radio Roadshow Weekend in Dublin. Aaron Sorensen is on the way. Uh, as uh, we'll get caught up with her as well. Great coverage from Hale Varsity's Aaron Sorensen and Brandon Vogel here this week. Practices. So I got to ask you, this Northwestern team, you got to earn it against them. No matter how boring or basic they look, they are really good at dotting I's, crossing T's. So your biggest concern today with Northwestern, is it their power run game or is it just the fact that they're opportunistic and you lose the turnover battle, there's your difference? Yeah, I, I mean, I thought Gary Barnett on the show this week put it really well. Like, the toughest thing with Northwestern is you've got to beat the team. Pat Fitzgerald, Northwestern goes up and down, but they build strong teams. And arguably, that's been an issue with Nebraska in the past, I think. I think that's why you've seen so many of these close losses uh, and things like that. So that's first and foremost. In a more practical, like, how's the game going to go piece of it, that Northwestern run game, they bring back four starters on the offensive line. They've got one of the best tackles in the country. Like, that's what they're going to want to do. They're going to want to run the football, take their time, and against the Nebraska defensive line that's fairly revamped, you know, that's that's a fair question. You flip it around, I think the, the, the question for Nebraska's offense is – What's Casey Thompson like? The strength of this Northwestern group, I think, is in the secondary in the back seven. Over the past five, six, seven years, it's take, you need to complete about 63, 65% to beat Northwestern. Casey Thompson's done that five times in 10 games, 11 games, including the, the bowl game start that he got. So where's that end up? Uh, those are two numbers I'm going to be watching. What's Nebraska's completion percentage? And then defensively, how many yards rushing are they allowing per carry? Let's flip over to Nebraska defensively and, you know, talked about him a little bit already today. But I'm telling you, he's, he's the most intriguing story on the entire defense to me, and that is Caleb Tanner. And w- one reason why I'm bringing him up, him up is that you, the average Nebraska fan, the average Nebraska fan doesn't even know who he is. 
He has very little name recognition, yet he gets elected captain by his teammates. And then, Brandon, you've seen a lot of these players up close. I would put Caleb Tanner in my top four in terms of off-the-bus physical specimen team. You got Prohaska up there. You got Omar Manning up there. Caleb Tanner, it may not translate on television, but when you see him in person, there are very few human beings that have walked through those doors that look like Caleb Tanner. He's impressive. Yeah, absolutely. And he kind of showed up that way, which I think is, you know, why his career feels a little bit strange. I mean, not that he, you know, he hasn't improved himself while he's been here. Uh, He has physically, but he came in at a high level. The problem was, and Garrett Nelson talked about this, you know, before the team left for Ireland, like it was kind of a mess in terms of, you know, being a freshman. And he looked the part then, uh, but didn't have all the other parts. Now, him getting named captain tells me he's pretty darn close to having all the other parts, plus the season he had last year. And you look at that edge group with the addition of Mathis, like if it were just Nelson and Tanner, you'd be like, okay, great. And it was. And then they added Mathis. So now you've got three guys that you can kind of mix and match match and get creative with uh if, if that's not that along with the inside linebackers also really strong you know if that's not the strength of the team by the time we get to the end of this season uh something went wrong Bogues, i want to get your thought here when push comes to shove who are you circling as a trust guy trust factor is going to be where on offense is it going to be a guy like anthony grant to get you the hard yards is it going to be a trust issue or decision with the offensive line on third and short how's nebraska gonna gonna get down when they have to yeah so the guys i would put in my circle of trust at this moment right now um i'd probably look to the running backs uh there's a lot to be figured out a wide receiver but gabe irvin he'll be making a return after a long time away due to injury feel pretty good about him. And I think you can put Ramir Johnson in that category too, based both on what he earned last year, filling in after Irvin was out, but then also just kind of the, the position switch, the fact that he's going to be out in the slot. So, like, I think that's pretty encouraging news. Those are two guys I think when the chips get down, this offense might turn to. Uh, the just outside the circle of trust for me, still at this moment, it's got to be the offensive. It's got Greg's. Yeah, it's got. <laughs> it's got to be. It's got to be the offensive line still at this point. You know, there's there's a lot to prove there. I can look at that group and, and feel decent about it, at least in terms of a talent perspective. And what you hear about playing together as a unit, about kind of the key difference that Riola has made to this point, all encouraging stuff. But we got to see it in a couple of hours, a couple blocks away. You, you do. As we're here at the Mary Cobbler, Brandon Vogel on site, Dublin, Ireland, Nebraska taking over part of Europe. Mark Cranach is here. Uh, the, the thing that we're curious about is the offensive line, to your point. And if you are without some guys that were penciled in to start, the, 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 the roster of 10 have all either played or started at other spots uh, in their college career. So there is some experience when it comes to your second team. Yeah, there is. And I mean, that's a, you know, Hunter just, Anthony can be a big name today. He, he really could. Um, and that's a guy, I mean, that's why you go get a player like that. Uh, a guy who's played some snaps at this power five level. And, you know, if you've got to put him in the game, you're, you're not starting from scratch. But you look across the line, even if it's Anthony, you know, that's an experience. We're just kind of waiting on the consistent, replicable results. Um, and we'll see. Nebraska made a change at that spot for a reason. Going back to defense, another guy that 
not a household name by any stretch. He had three total tackles last year. Marquise Buford earns a black shirt, right? And he's going to be starting with Miles Farmer uh, at, at the safety spot. That's a, that's a spot that, you know, you're replacing a couple five, six-year guys in Markel Dismuke and Deontay Williams, who really stabilized that position last year. What do we know about Marquise Buford? I know he's he's 5'11", 190, so he doesn't have that prototypical safety size. What is it about him that coaches are so bullish on? How did he take that spot? Because there are a lot of options that Travis Fisher had. Yeah, I think it's a I think it's largely a mental thing. Like that coaches have talked about, he understands the game at a high level. Shenander said this week in Dublin, he's like, we could have played him last year, and they did play him on special teams. They didn't need him with the safeties that they had coming back. And you're right. You look at him. You talk about Caleb Tanner. Uh, you look at you look at Marquise Buford. I saw him in practice. I was like, he looks like a gym. Which, which isn't a bad thing. I mean, it's, it's a little bit outside the norm, maybe at safety. But that there tells me, like, oh, he must do some things that other guys just can't do because he's not the 6'3". He's not a singleton. You've got that guy if you want him, and I think he'll play, you know, a 6'3", 220 safety. Uh, so I look at this uh, defensive backs group as a whole, even outside of safety. I think they have a chance. I think they'll give up a few more big plays. They're younger. Um I think they have a chance to create a little bit more havoc hmm. with a little bit more athleticism there. I mean, you look at you look at Deontay Williams and Markel Dismuke, for as good as they were, like a lot of times it was clear they didn't bang out. Yeah. You know, and guy, you just said it, havoc plays. And when you look at Eric Chenander's defense, it has shown methodical improvement year after year after year. Is that really the one piece that we haven't seen in your eyes that in order for them to take a next step to turn into not just a competent defense, but potentially an elite type defense? Yeah, I think defensively the gasoline on the glowing coals here, which is nice. It kept every, kept all of us warm for the past four seasons. <laughs> you know, it just hasn't kind of leapt up yet is is that piece of it. And you got to really get up. Like if Nebraska can stay where they were for the most part last year and add that. So with the edge rushers, we talked about you get a few more plays in the backfield if you get a few more takeaways via the secondary uh then you're really i think stepping this thing up a bigger step than they've even taken kind of year to year over the past four seasons brandon vogel managing editor hailvarsity.com and magazine we're here at the mary cobbler dublin ireland uh, weekend edition mark crane chris schmidt Vogues, I need a prediction before we let you go. Thank you so much for making time. And yay, and are you going to get the fish again here at the Mary Cobbler? Or are you going to do the, uh, the the lamb burger? What, what are you feeling? I, I, I haven't decided yet. The wings look pretty good. They are. I mean, we, we don't hurt for wings in the U.S., and they look good enough that... Uh, that uh, they look good enough that I was, I'm intrigued. So uh, I think I might go that route prediction-wise. <laughs> it goes back and forth by the hour, and we still got a couple of hours for the game. I'm somewhere in the probably 31, 14, 31, 17 range, Nebraska. Okay. Quick timeout. We will spend some time with Aaron Sorensen next. Our friends from Union Bank and Trust also get a pop by as uh, we are here at the Mary Cobbler in Dublin. Nebraska Northwestern getting kicked off here in a couple hours. It's Hale Varsity Weekend presented by the Nebraska Lottery. Like what you hear? High quality radio and podcasts are just part of what we do at Hale Varsity. I'm Brandon Vogel, Managing Editor. I wanted to offer listeners of the Hale Varsity Radio Show podcast $10 off the price of an annual subscription. 
That means that you can get everything we do. 10 issues of our monthly magazine, our annual football yearbook, and all of the premium content we produce at HailVarsity.com. Just go to HailVarsity.com slash subscribe and enter the promo code GBR for $10 off a full year of Hail Varsity. That's HailVarsity.com slash subscribe, promo code GBR. Early to rise with Hail Varsity Radio, the voice of Husker Nation. Here's Chris Schmidt and Mark Cranach. Back here at the Mary Cobbler at Hale Varsity Radio Weekend. We're in Dublin. We're stream yarding this thing live. You can find it on ESPN Lincoln's Facebook video coverage, ESPN Lincoln's Twitter handle. Uh, big thanks to Brandon Vogel. Uh, Uncle Mark has chimed in. I <laughs> says I look a little too uptight for 145. Iowa Russ has chimed in, uh, wondering what I'm uh, I'm drinking in here. It is not Jameson Iowa Russ. It is it is black coffee. Mark Cranach is giving menu tips. <laughs> yes, sort of. And Aaron Sorensen is. Aaron's joining us here in two seconds to get her perspective on things. And uh, our friends from Union Bank. Oh, we were on the air, and I was just over here talking about you were just giving Dennis and food and and all that. And welcome in, right, Aaron Sorensen. Thank you for coming by. You've been all over Dublin, not only jogging, but you've also been at pep rallies and incredible social content for the Hale Varsity subscribers. How's your trip been? It's good. I've been here almost like a full, honestly, like almost a full week at this point. No, I have been. It was a week ago Saturday that I got here, so it's going to be strange to go back home. I think I live here now. One of your favorite spots, Hoth? Um, Hoyt is how you say it, by the way. That's wrong. Hoyt? Hoyt. That, okay, so we're Holt. staying in Holt. 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 Yeah, there you go. You kind of yes. don't pronounce the H. Yeah. Favorite spot Holt. so far or what? The um, G is silent. Uh, the Bailey Lighthouse is pretty great, which is like a, you, it's kind of out on its own, and you can't technically get to it, but you can hike very close to it, and the whole hike. Honestly, if you were coming to Dublin and you were asking me what's worth it, going to the Cliffs of Moher or going to the Bailey Lighthouse, I would say go to Hope and go to the Bailey Lighthouse. Yeah. Um, now, if you have the time, definitely go to the Cliffs of Moher and Galway yeah. and everything, but it was really cool. That is one thing about here is that Cliffs of Moher obviously are great. They're very cool to see, like, mm-hmm. no doubt. But the entire West Coast is basically like that. The Cliffs yes. of Moher happen to just be kind of the most accessible. Now, they're <laughs> very cool. Yes. Like, at the same time, very. like... Absolutely unreal, but I'm just saying that like if you don't have the time to get to the other side of the country Like you can you can have a really good experience on the eastern side as well Aaron, let's talk Nebraska experience and the the fan base is starved. They're here in droves Dublin is red mm-hmm. and what's your assessment of the ball game today here? Are you feeling like Nebraska's ready? You know, Scott Frost was the one who said the hay is in the barn. So at this point, you really can't, there's not much more you can do besides just play the game. And I I truly think because of the overhaul of the offensive staff and the number of transfers, there's so much unknown that, like, even if we sat there and thought to ourselves, like, this is everything, I, all of the information I've acquired since the end of last season. Honestly, I don't know if any of it's enough to know what's going to happen today. Um, Now, what I do know is that Northwestern is a team that can be very scrappy. 
can put together especially last minute wins when they have when the door is open for them if there's an opportunity this is a team Pat Fitzgerald typically knows how to take advantage of it with that said you do not want to give them that opportunity so can Nebraska I, I thought Mark Whipple said it right can Nebraska gets solidified in that first quarter get themselves in a position to like shake off the rust just get settled in if they can do that you got to feel pretty good about where things are going at least for game one but I will say like I don't think anything is given based on how Nebraska plays so if Nebraska does really well today I don't know if I sit there and go you know they're suddenly four and oh and I think every sure. week is going to be a prove it a sure. prove it week because so many unknowns can happen and the other part that people don't seem to like we haven't been talking about is COVID is still a thing you could still have players who get sick and aren't able to play could change your lineup injuries might happen you have to we're going to find out what this team is all about and depth and everything we've heard about that we haven't gotten to see yet now we get to you know we were talking to one of the players parents at our layover and just of course peppering him with Five million questions about what's the team like? What's what's what about this guy? What about this guy? And the the general takeaway that he left us with is the the, the team is cohesive, but they don't. There there seems to be a bit of a, a tension, but a but a good one. Of just like guys aren't relaxed and sort of easygoing. Guys are just sort of wired. And they don't really know either. There are a lot of one unknowns in terms of how they get together. I'm wondering if you've gotten that sense as you've been around the team. And then secondly, Scott Frost looks, at least last night at the pep rally, he looks chill, more relaxed despite the pressure that he's under than maybe I, you would expect. Now, to be to be completely fair, yeah. and this is me not saying anything, he can also just be really good at PR and knowing that everyone has eyes on him right now and that yeah. if I'm showing up to these things, I better look more relaxed. I better be in a good mood. Yeah. I better with, project the positive. With that said, I, I, I think this is the time, and this week especially, is when you can feel the most hopeful, you can feel the most relaxed. Now, if things are to, like, say, go south, I don't know if we see quite that relaxed vibe anymore, but I would say, like, you're, it's a really interesting point that you brought up, because I actually noticed a difference in sort of how the players who are on stage at the pep rally, you know, those, those are mostly freshmen players who are likely not going to see game time. They can only suit up 74 out of the 110 that they brought. Right. So these are players where they're, they're much looser. They're just like having the time of their life. <laughs> sure. They're in Ireland. They're not going to play on Saturday. They're just like, this is amazing. Mm -hmm. Very different vibe than the players that you know are going to be suiting up today. They, mm. they're, they're the Travis Vokalek. They're the Garrett Nelsons who are very dialed in. But I also think like your offense defense almost have a little bit of like the defense we know has been very solid as a yeah. unit so far. They're very cohesive. Right. We don't know 100%. Like when you talk about the offense, you hear the running back say, our room is really cohesive, but I think as an offense, they're still kind of figuring mm -hmm. each other out, whereas the defense is very confident in who they are as an overall yeah. unit. So it's going to be interesting to see if just game time kind of brings that together. Yeah. I don't know. It's These are the joys of... I always joke, 
I'm glad that I'm not like the head coach and having to figure out like because there's also a psychology to all of this. Oh, like, got a button push big time. There's there. This isn't just like there's so much into this of like the psychology of how you get players to bond and be friends and like yeah. I don't know because not everyone you're not, not everyone vibes. Not everyone you. Mm-hmm. Look, we don't like everyone. Not everyone likes us. So, I mean, that's going to be the case on a team of 110 players. So, the psychology of that, yeah. I don't I don't envy the people who have to figure that stuff out. <laughs> We're up against uh, top of the hour. Hang out if you feel like. And, you know, I know you guys got to get to the stadium as well. But hour two on the way here from the Mary Cobbler. Hail Varsity live in Dublin, presented by the Nebraska Lottery. Hey, it's Schmitty. Want to tell you about a fantastic opportunity to work for a rapidly growing company that also enjoys the benefits earned with having competitive, stable history of work over 20 years? FSC. The FSC Edge, it's a leading technology innovator serving governmental agencies. Expert services helping worldwide patent offices meet strict processing and publishing timelines while delivering exceptional quality. They support some of the world's largest patent offices throughout the U.S. and Europe. That includes the European Patent Office, the German Patent and Trademark Office, and the U.S. Patent and Trademark Office. The only group of companies worldwide to provide such support to all three of these agencies. Working at FSC, you have a chance to work with fun people with great attitudes and learn about patents. You're not on the phone, you're not customer-facing, it's casual dress, and the work environment, it's a new environment with over $2 million in improvements. You have access to generous benefits packages, company support for health and wellness, and you do impactful work on a national scale. Make a difference. Their team's constantly growing and they're always looking for new people to join their mission. Check out what's available today at jobs at fsc.com. The Hale Varsity Radio Saturday Morning Show presented by the Nebraska Lottery. Strap yourselves in. Here are your hosts, Chris Schmidt. Y'all don't even know he was a virgin until he's 28 and now roll time. And Mark Cranach. Time has come for someone to put his foot down. And that foot is me. Back with you, Tower 2. It's Hale Varsity Radio Roadshow Weekend Edition, live from Dublin, Ireland, the Mary Cobbler, where we are staying. Chris Schmidt, Mark Cranach, and uh, Brian and Aaron Ray, our friends from Union Bank and Trust, are here. we got to squeeze in like it's a family photo. Yeah, we do. Everyone wave. We're streaming live, ESPN Lincoln's Facebook and Twitter. Well, before we left on this adventure, uh, Brian and Aaron, we were talking about all the things to do in Dublin, what we were packing, how Nebraska would fare. So, quick little... Uh, little assignment here. How's the trip been? Have you guys had a great time? It's nice to see you again. Thanks for coming out. Yeah, thanks for having us. We've had a great time. We, uh, we've taken in quite a bit of the city, uh, done the Guinness tour, the uh, Jameson Distillery tour. Um, i got to say the Jameson was probably my favorite out of those two. Um, Good call. <laughs> uh, and Jameson and ginger ale. It's pretty solid. Oh, yeah. So I, I think that's a new drink uh, that I'll take back home with me. But yeah, we've had a great time so far. Yeah, I, Trinity College was awesome. And we've just, yesterday we got 30,000 steps in and we've just enjoyed walking around the city. So the architecture is pretty awesome. Did you say 30,000 steps? Yes. So I was here five years ago and we climbed Mount Aragorn, which is up in Donegal. It's like Northern Ireland. 
we, we only registered 29,000 steps that day climbing a mountain. <laughs> y'all y'all did that walking on flat terrain. Yeah, it was flat steps. They, they're easy <laughs> steps. Right? So. That's a lot, though. I'm going to do some quick math. There's that a lot is, of steps to cover. That is 4,000 kilometers you guys covered, yeah. I believe, if my math is we correct. We had a long day yesterday. Yeah, well, it was a good day, and now it is game day. Your those metric steps... Are those metric steps or U.S. steps? I, I don't know. We'll yeah. go with uh, U.S. Okay. <laughs> Not sure about the conversion. Yeah. Uh, we just got a, a shout-out. Uh, Vic from Denver is here. Oh, let's do the show all the way from Denver. Made his way out here, which is great. Uh, so, guys, how are we feeling about game day today? We've made it through uh, a lot of the week. More chips are on the way. These are incredible uh, fries. I'm okay. Uh, I... I I went, in, went heavy this morning with the Irish breakfast. Oh, what'd you think? Oh, that was great. Okay. But it's just like, it's nappy time, right? <laughs> <laughs> we just started. So, but no, how are we feeling about the game? You were at the pep rally last night. You saw Trev and everybody? Yeah, I feel, I had said 31-10. I still feel good with that. Like, the guys seem relaxed, and I, th- I think we're going to, it's going to be awesome. Now, how many, do you do road trips often? Have you done Husker road trips before? I've done A&M in Colorado. Brian nice. did. Uh, we went to road Oklahoma road. last year, me yeah. and my brother. So, uh, but that was kind of the first for me, to be honest with you. Where would you put this thing up? Because I think you naturally assume, since it's, I don't know, across the ocean, that maybe there would be a smaller contingent. How would you compare this to, say, the amount of fans you see out and about in College Station or in Boulder or in Norman? How would you compare? I think it's been uh, spot on. Like, maybe even a few more. It's like we're kind of staying down towards where, uh, you know, the sports bars are for the Huskers and just tons of Husker fans all over the place. It's really impressive. So. I mean, they're saying 10,000, 13,000. I'm going to put Five it well there north. last night. But, I mean, wouldn't you go well north of that? I think I would. You might even see 20, maybe? You know, the cool thing, like, we met someone that was here from Scotland, that's a Husker fan. Germany, that was a Husker fan. London, that's a Husker fan. Like, And I just, it, it's crazy where everybody's from that's coming in. So I think it's going to be a really good showing. Well, and, it, and I don't know how they're doing the estimates, but I'm assuming they're doing, like, plane traffic from the U.S. to Dublin times 0.35%. Or, you know, I don't know how they're doing the count. But there's so many folks that are unaccounted for, like you were just mentioning, right? Yeah, like, yeah. for sure. That, it's not like you check a box and like, I'm attending too. Like, you don't know yeah. how many are going to be here. But the amount of red here, it really does compare to what you would see in, like, Lawrence, Kansas 15 yeah, years ago. A lot more red than purple, that's for sure. Yeah, so. the, the, the Northwestern fans uh, outnumbered mightily. We're here at the Mary Cobbler, Hale Varsity Radio, live from Dublin. As uh, Aaron and Brian Ray here from Union Bank and Trust. Uh, helping put on the road show here with Hale Varsity. We are so appreciative of that. Also uh, helping sponsor the uh, the social media coverage, which has been second to none uh, when it comes to this impressive trip for Nebraska and Nebraska fans. There's so many question marks about this season, and there's a lot of hope, and there can be a, a boatload more hope with a good showing today. Before we let you guys go, i got to ask, uh, you got to pick one player that you think will perform with. you got to do, do a prediction for me. Okay. Uh, kind of your pick to click. Same with you, Aaron, uh, with, with who you, you think is going to make a difference today for Nebraska. I think uh, O'Shawn Mathis. I think you're going to see him get a couple sacks today, start things up in the backfield. He's going to do a good job. So Brian is saying it's O'Shawn. 
I'm and, buying, in, in, buying in with Casey. I think it's going to okay. be, yeah. I'm not a huge Texas lover, but maybe I will be <laughs> after this year. So here we go. That is good. Uh, well, Casey Thompson uh, has been on a stage. He's performed well. I think what, what Brandon Vogel was telling us a little early about the completion percentage. Yeah. A little pitch and catch. Nothing too, uh, too exorbitant, but just be simple. Yeah. Try not to turn it over, a la Adrian Martinez, who did a lot of good things. Huh? This is not to denigrate Adrian Martinez, but we do all know that when it kind of counted and when it kind of mattered on a fairly consistent basis year after year, the plays just were not made. And those weren't always his fumbles or always his interceptions. But the bottom line is when he was at the helm, you know, it, the, the conversions didn't happen. So is Casey Thompson going to be a guy that turns that thing around and turns those one-score losses into one-score wins? That's the key for Nebraska this season in the Big Ten with a more manageable schedule. The other part of this, too, Casey Thompson may have a lot more help around him than Adrian ever did. Yeah. Oh, uh, yeah. You, you got to go back uh, to freshman year, Adrian, with... Ziggy and Stanley. Yeah, it'll, right. it, it's the most talented roster that Scott Frost has had since he's been here. Across the board, every single position group. Hey, real quick, while we have to with Union Bank and Trust, seeing your name associated with a lot of sporting events, high school, college, Union Bank and Trust Center up in Omaha is where thousands of, of girls play volleyball. There's a ton of AAU basketball. Why is that? Why, why, why is it? Why, why is Union Bank and Trust putting your name and your sponsorship dollars behind athletics at all levels? Yeah, you know, they're just a local company and uh, have a huge commitment to the community overall. Mm -hmm. They put so much money back into Lincoln and yeah. Omaha and Nebraska in general, all the communities that uh, we bank in. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, just athletic loving family too I think but uh, just to support the community overall I think they do a great job make me proud to be employed there so. that's so awesome yeah. hey it's been wonderful Brian and Aaron to meet you spend time thanks for coming out yeah, thanks, thanks for, for having your, us. Your partnership. You guys are yeah. awesome. Get something uh, dark or, or light. <laughs> yeah. a, a quick recommendation. Try something. It's called beer. They have this yeah. thing called beer here. It is, Try it. It's legendary. <laughs> it's delicious. It's wonderful. It's legendary. Uh, that is outstanding. Uh, Elijah Herbal thought that was pretty funny. Try, oh, try yeah. beer. I like that one. Yeah. Chef Cranach says, try the Guinness. It's, it's fantastic. Uh, a quick timeout. Hail Varsity rolls on hour two here at the Mary Cobbler uh, Roadshow uh, on a Saturday live from Dublin. Hale Varsity continues on. Hello, listener. Hey, it's Chris Schmidt with Hale Varsity Radio, and I wanted to let you know about a special deal just for listeners of the Hale Varsity Radio Show podcast. We're offering $10 off the annual subscription price. That means that you can get everything we do. Ten issues of our monthly magazine, our annual football yearbook, and all the premium content we produce at HaleVarsity.com. Just go to HaleVarsity.com backslash subscribe and enter in the promo code GBR for $10 dollars off a full year of Hail Varsity. That's hailvarsity.com backslash subscribe promo code GBR. Glad to have you back. Yes, sir. You heard me right. Here are the guys, Schmidt and Cranach. Well, Hector, here's the game plan. You're going to bring us two absolute martinis. You know how I like them straight up. And then precisely seven and one half minutes after that, you're going to bring us two more. And then 
two more after that every five minutes until one of us passes out. Excellent strategy, sir. Back here at the Mary Cobbler Hale Varsity Weekend live in Dublin. Look what the uh, betting man drug in. We welcome in Danny Burke, the pride of Chicago, VEASAN Sports Network to give some of his professional takes on things as we're all kind of going what the hell the line's now at minus 11 the iron horse gary sharp with us in about 15 minutes or so mark cranak is wearing his throwback husker sweater chris schmidt That's right. and many thanks to all of you who are streaming us espnlincoln.com and also watching us on ESPN Lincoln's Facebook, ESPN Lincoln's Twitter. We talk every week. Danny Burke, now you are here in person, my friend. How has the uh, world tour been for you in Europe? It's uh, It's been great, to say the least. I mean, we stopped in London. That was our first destination. We were there for a couple days, two and a half days. Then we made our way to Amsterdam, and then we made our way to North Kerry, where my uh, buddy has family there. So we got to go on the farmland, just right on the mountains, up to the bay in the backyard. It was gorgeous. Just absolutely spoiled and got to see everything that the country of Ireland has to offer outside of Dublin. So it, it's been spectacular. And now capping it off with coming here, seeing the Sea of Big Red. Can't ask for anything better up to this well, point. You know, once you get on the west side, it's breathtakingly yeah. beautiful. Like, literally, you come around corners and you're like, oh! Like, you, you have to let out a visceral yeah. sound because it's just, you've never seen crap like that oh, before. Oh, right. Exactly. It's And the thing is, like, and even if you see it, like, say, Colorado or West Coast, you get the mountains and it's amazing, but here it's just all green on all of the mountains. Just beautiful all throughout. And Castle. Yeah, it's the Pacific Northwest with history. Right. <laughs> there <laughs> kind of, you go. Kind of. You know, uh, I'm, I'm so curious to ask you about this because especially now, look, Vegas setting lines, trying to predict things. I mean, that's literally the business, and it is the business. It is for profit. Vegas is very good at it. How hard is it right now to kind of take things to the bank? Like, do you stack rank teams in terms of, okay, we're really sure based on all these numbers, historical data, whatever, this team's going to settle somewhere between here and here. But then you look at Nebraska. Dude, it's a it's a band of mercenaries right, right now. You cannot look at historical anything almost. How do you how does how hard is it to peg what Nebraska is going to be about this year? I mean, even in general, when we think we know what's going to happen with Nebraska, it's damn near impossible, right? Because you just don't know what team you're going to get. Like, they would make it close last year, but they would never actually come through with the dub, but they could cover in a lot of situations. For this year, I mean, honestly, I rely on guys like you to kind of help me out with the information. You're there every well, Danny, day. Well, Danny, let's use some of your money and, and see how we're we'll put our together. We are. That's right. Well, and then this year, I mean, you know, Schmidt and I have talked about it numerous times when, when I've been on. And, I mean, honestly, this has to be the year for Frost, right? I mean, the pressure is absolutely here. You're getting a new quarterback who you would assume would take the step forward. Um, you're getting kind of the big guns in there coaching-wise to now take over calling the plays. And you really took advantage of the transfer portal. So, in my mind, it's really what you make of it right right away. Like, if you think that's going to take an immediate impact, you could look at a game 
game against Northwestern and say, well, Northwestern was terrible last year. They didn't really do much to improve this year. Maybe Nebraska laying 11 in this situation is actually kind of a bargain. On the other side of the coin, well, Fitzgerald typically plays them pretty close. They could have some rust week zero, especially for Nebraska, so maybe you just stay away. And then the next week, if it's a closer game than it ends up being or should have been, then you could get a better number next week for Nebraska. But I kind of take it game by game, and in my mind, I'll be like, all right, regardless of what happens here, this is what I think they should be on this line. Like, say they do lose a bad game, but then they got Oklahoma at home. Well, I still think Nebraska can hang with them. So the odds makers may think differently than what I do because I have that preconceived notion of what we had talked about numerous times throughout the summer. Is there a team when you look across college football that you would say is just the most predictable in terms of how they perform against <laughs> against against the line, like is there is there a team or two that just really stands out? It's like you know what, over time, if you go with these these guys, mm-hmm. are, you know, every week for five years, you're gonna come out on top. Man, I mean, like Schmitty said, I mean, Bama this year has to be the one. But of course, the odds and the spreads are gonna be enormous for a team like the Crimson Tide. But man, I mean, how about as of late, Michigan State, right? Michigan mm. State's been a team that people are like, ah, eh, you know, they'll take a little bit, but they've been a covering machine the past couple of years. Interesting. I, I have them as a huge question mark this season. When I'm sure. looking at win totals, I'm like, that's kind of a 50-50 spot Seven and a half, for each right? team. Yeah, and, and because I look at whatever team I was looking at, and they're on the road in East Lansing, I'm like. Because I go winnable, losable, toss-up games when I do my win totals. And Michigan State, every time for me, is a toss-up game because even if on paper they're not that great, they're just ready to play every single week with Tucker being there now. I mean, he's, he has his boys ready to go, it seems, since he's been there. So, if I mean, the book's now with Michigan State probably adjusting, but still a team like that as of late has been a covering machine. It's Daddy Burke, Vizen Sports Network. The Daddy Burke Show airs nightly on Vizen across the country. You're hearing us, Hale Varsity Radio Weekend on ESPN Lincoln, FM 1015, 1480 AM, and uh, streaming ESPN Lincoln's Twitter handle and ESPN Lincoln Facebook. So can watch us this morning. Elijah Herbal doing it and doing it well back in our studios in Lincoln. So, Elijah, you've got the, the mustache waxed and flipped up uh, because, well, yeah, you're, you're doing the Raleigh Fingers thing. God love you. That's, Elijah does not know who that is. I, Elijah I mean, was negative 17 when Raleigh Fingers was throwing. I, I, I made him look up okay, Raleigh good. Fingers. If right. you were going to salute the man, you better know who he is. Daddy... Let's talk some things you're looking at here. There's a lot of different props for Nebraska that are out there with Casey Thompson completion percentage, Casey Thompson total completions. You have rushing yards. Brandon Vogel threw out a incredible question earlier. This was a pre-show play. Okay. And it's points scored by Northwestern or pints consumed <laughs> in Dublin. And he wasn't, like, angling that at me <laughs> judgmentally. <laughs> he, just, he just asked the question. So more, more mm-hmm. pints consumed by your average Nebraska fan here at the Mary Cobbler or more points scored by the Northwestern offense that is supposed to be uber and ultra vanilla aside from a first round left tackle. Right. It's got to be the pints by the Husker fans, right? I mean, that's got to take the cake 100%. Look, we made our way out here. 
We got everybody celebrating right now at the Mary Cobbler. It's fantastic. Like you said, not the highest expectations for Northwestern. And truthfully, I mean, based on what we saw with Nebraska's defense last year, because the prop I was considering was Northwestern's team total under. I mean, clearly the one coach to really stick around, he has to have that high expectation coming right out of the gate. And the Wildcats did nothing offensively that made me impressed or looked at them and went like, ah, you know what, maybe they'll hang here. No, they didn't do anything. I mean, we'll see if they got something up their sleeve. But I really think it's going to be a slow, kind of ugly game on the side of Northwestern. And they'll, even if Nebraska's defense isn't as good this year, they'll make Nebraska's defense look good in week zero. And then we'll have a lot of confidence right into the next because of it. You know, save for a couple of categories, for the most part, Northwestern ranked in the hundreds, yeah. a bunch of categories offensively, a bunch of categories defensively, a bunch of categories special teams. Right. You're like, I mean, that was a bad team Terrible. last year. Does that carry forward this year, or do you, do you put enough stock into Pat Fitzgerald that, you know what, He's going to get this thing right. That's the thing, right? I mean, Fitzgerald is the coach to do that, to flip around a team that was abysmal one year and make them into competitors the next. But I honestly just don't see that happening this season. Will they be more competitive? Sure. Will they not get beat 56-7 to by Nebraska? Probably. But I really just – I think their win total was like four, four and a half. I would be shocked if they got the five or six wins this season. I just really don't think there's that big of a jump for them. All right, before we let you get out of here and, and have some more – Soda. <laughs> That's right. Danny Burke with his Visa Sports Network. Uh, over under four touchdowns, the number for Nebraska. They score over four or under four touchdowns or right at four. Yeah, I, I, I kind of have them right at four, I think, would be the perfect number. And it's kind of a bland answer. But, you know, if you gave me three in the hook, I'd probably lay up to, like, minus 145 to bet that over. And then anything added or above, I'd probably stay away. Rushing yards for Nebraska over under 199. Nine and a half. Mm, that's a big question because what kind of offense are you going to instill right out of the gates? I guess if you think they will get a big lead toward the end of the game, they're going to wind down that clock and you take the over. But if you think it's a little bit closer, I would trend toward the under. You have the Northwestern Nebraska, the defensive total here, team sacks by Nebraska, over under two and a half. Yeah, I like that over. I was looking at that one that you sent me. I thought the price would be a little bit worse, but I, I kind of like the over on that one, actually. Casey Thompson touchdown passes. Yeah. The number at one and a half, over under. Yeah, I. One and a half, I, I got to go over. I mean, you got to think they're trying to get him comfortable in this offense right away. And if there's the red zone opportunities, they're going to let him let it fly. And I think they'll get a great opportunity against Northwestern. I know it's a steep price, but I think that was my favorite prop bet. Thompson over one and a half. Points scored by Nebraska, 38 and a half. I'll go under 38 and a half. I do think that it's going to still be a slower game for both teams. Nebraska's got a new offense, new offensive coordinator, new quarterback. You're in Dublin. It'll take a little bit. They'll look fine, but it's not going to be good enough to get them over that, I don't think. Uh, can I, let's do Danny a favor. You said you were trying to glean information from us. Yeah. All right, <laughs> let's come Let nobody listen here. We're just going to tell Danny. All right, okay, everybody can listen. That's fine. <laughs> uh, according to a player's parent who is in the receiving room, Right, so a little bit of intel there. They say that, and it's not unlike what we haven't heard from others, but it was confirmed by this parent who's watched practice. Mm -hmm. Trey Palmer is the deep threat. Mm. There are not other deep threats. Ooh. It is Trey Palmer or no deep threat. Okay. He has a, he's clearly distanced himself from the rest of the team 
So take that for what it's yeah, worth. Anytime and put that touchdown. Yeah, he is. He, he, he is that guy, and there is not a close second. Okay, that's the word. I like we'll see. Danny Burke with us, Vizen Sports Network, Hale Varsity Radio on the road, Dublin, Ireland, ahead of Nebraska Northwestern. Don't forget Real Red Reaction immediately following Nebraska and Northwestern on ESPN Lincoln. Uh, Elijah Herbal will be part of that. Uh, and yes, uh, you'll have uh, Bill Hooks chiming in. Uh, and then yeah, Jeff Motes, correct? Elijah Motes, you'll be in. Yeah, and we- uh, I will be. I will be here uh, as soon as the game ends. Yeah, we also got uh, so Tim Bob is, that's going to be chiming in for uh, the Real Road Reaction Show. Tim one Bob more time. Tim Bob will be in, too. Can you hear Tim me? Bob Kitzmiller. All right. Excited for that. So the whole crew ready to rock and roll. Danny, thank you for coming by. Thank you, boys. Go Appreciate tip a pint. It. <laughs> and Sports you, Network. Absolutely. A quick timeout. The Iron Horse will join us. Gary Sharp on the way with Hale Varsity. Each year, approximately 5,000 children are diagnosed with brain cancer. Of those children, nearly 30% will not survive, and many of those that do are left with debilitating side effects for life. We're asking you to help by tuning in to the 10th Annual Team Jack Foundation Radiothon presented by the Home Agency on September 29th. Become a champion for a cure for just $20 a month. Visit teamjackfoundation.org to learn more. Thank you for helping us fight for a cure. with Hale Varsity Radio, presented by the Nebraska Lottery, with Chris Schmidt and Mark Cranach. Back with you, Tail Varsity Radio. We're on the road in Dublin, Ireland, the Merry Cobbler, where we are located. Chris Schmidt and Mark Cranach, Elijah Herbal with us, and efforting the Iron Horse, see if he's available or not, but good insight and analysis from Danny Burke from Beeson Sports Network. Appreciate Aaron Sorensen and Brandon Vogel coming yeah. by as they are off to the stadium, Aviva Stadium here. About five minutes away, the best painting of it from Love Library to Memorial Stadium. That's the distance. And uh, we're gearing up here. Real Red Reaction again on ESPN Lincoln. Afterwards, uh, immediately following the conclusion in Nebraska Northwestern, some uh, rumors that were floating around uh, kickoff-wise earlier that have been dispelled. But you do have to question about Nebraska's health coming in with uh, a spot on the offensive line, potentially at right tackle, and uh, Omar Manning. What's his status today? Yeah, and we've, we've been hearing uh, talk about Bryce Binhart at right tackle. The uh, guy, This would be his third year starting already. He started since he's come on board, basically, and uh, apparently battling the flu or something like that. And so in his absence, we could see Hunter Anthony, the transfer from, from Oklahoma State. We welcome in the Iron Horse. He does not miss a beat, and more wings have shown up. Gary Sharp with his Sharpie. Uh, good afternoon from Dublin. Good morning to you in Nebraska. Good, sir. How are you doing? Good. Good morning. It's great to have the season underway. Uh, it sounds like you guys are at the Hale Varsity Club having a great time. We are... Uh, Keeping busy. <laughs> we are keeping busy in uh, in Dublin, and surprisingly, um, there's still a little bit of Guinness left, Sharpie. Do we need to bring you some? Well, okay. So, I mean, everybody everybody had, that has gone over there has drank uh, Guinness. I'm 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 not, I don't I'm not opposed to it. I just don't know that I can drink a loaf of bread. 
uh, and I don't know that I drink it when it's warm out, but uh, I know that a lot of people have enjoyed it, and uh, I will enjoy a different uh, cocktail that is, uh, uh, you know, Ireland uh, calls home. Gary, I'll tell you, the uh, the Guinness, and I'm telling you, Guinness is, is it's, it's, it's a heavier beer in some respects, but it, it's not high alcohol content. It's equivalent to like a Bud Light, something like that. Um, it might be a little up there in carbs. It does taste different here. Not been able to confirm the exact chemistry, but apparently they literally make it different here versus the kind that they ship overseas. So, so whatever Guinness you've had before is not the true Guinness experience you get here. So there's another person that I know that is there that uh, wanted to try it, and they said it tastes di- it does taste different uh, in Dublin than compared to the U.S. He, he said it's a lot lighter over there. He, and he, he's not a big Guinness person either, but he's over there and he went on the tour. But he definitely noticed a difference between the Guinness in Ireland and the Guinness that you get in the U.S. So that's, that's good to know. I know players went to the, uh, the Guinness factory the other day, so hopefully uh, that's out of their system. All right, Gary, so I know you're just getting up stateside, and so you might have been sleeping while some of this stuff was coming out. Uh, but the talk right now is that and these are unconfirmed right now in terms of you know official statements or anything like that, but we have an unfairly good authority that Omar Manning and Bryce Binhart are likely scratches for tonight. How does that, or this morning in the U.S., how does that affect the game, if at all, in your opinion? Well, there, uh, there's going to be a couple of surprises on the list of 74 that are, uh, that are not dressed. Some guys you would expect on that 74. Um, the thing with Omar is it's quite simple. You've got to be available. And Omar hasn't practiced a lot of late. Uh, I don't know where he's currently at, but I know that he has not been available. And you have to understand one thing. He's got a position coach that when people ask him about Omar Manning, he doesn't know what he has because he'll say, I can only coach what I know. And he doesn't know much about Omar Manning. So Omar Manning, available or not, is not going to play a lot, guys. Um, you know, he's not been available much in camp uh, due to some issues. Uh, I just, you know, that's, that's part of that unknown in the wide receiver room. Now, if Ben Hart cannot give it a go, then that's another issue because, quite frankly, Nebraska only trusts about six-and-a-half linemen. And you're going to ask them to play right out of the gate you know, 60-plus snaps. So Nebraska's going to have to find a way to piece this game together on the offensive side of the football. Um, but these things aren't new. These are, these are things that they are very well aware of if they have to go to a backup at a particular position. So it's not like it, they woke up on game day and they're like, uh-oh, who's the next man up? They've kind of been planning, especially wide receiver, for what a rotation without a Manning could possibly look like. Gary Sharp with us, the Iron Horse, Hale Varsity Radio in Dublin as uh, we are getting ready for Nebraska Northwestern. Sharpie, uh, is this game uh, for Nebraska, does it just come down to competency on offense? I know we, we've touched on some, some question marks, but is it really about running the, the football? And how do you anticipate the, the marriage today? Whipple with this offensive group, can they do enough uh, on offense today uh, to, to get a victory? Can they be complementary to what we expect from the Nebraska Blackshirts? Well, I know a lot of talk is Nebraska's gonna, Nebraska wants to throw the football. That's not my sense. Um, there's not going to be much quarterback run game. They, they clearly have seen that in the two scrimmages with Casey Thompson. He is not 
He does not have the legs of Adrian Martinez. I think Nebraska is going to play to their strength, and I think Whipple realizes their strengths are those running backs and that you're better, you're better apt up front to run block than you are pass block. So let's try and establish the run and see if we can run and then run some action off of their running game. Um, I think you'll see some, some play action. I would like to see Trey Palmer stretch down the field. But if Nebraska is able to establish the run, that is huge. Now on the other side, and, and this is so Big Ten football, stop the run, run the ball. If Nebraska is unable to stop the run, I'm really worried, guys, because you know what Northwestern will do. They will continue to run the ball. They're not going to get fancy, and they will grind the game out, and they will just squeeze the heck out of this contest. So I think it's important for Nebraska to establish an identity early, and I think that identity today will be running the football, and then once you make it through the first quarter and you get a feel for how Northwestern is going to play you, what do you do then with a guy like Casey Thompson? Do you open it up, or do you say, you know what, we got a nice stable of running backs. Let's continue to run the ball, because Northwestern last year couldn't run the ball, and we see that they haven't made adjustments to be able to stop it this year. Why go away from it? That's where I think Whipple's strength is. I don't think Whipple will try and overthink things today against Northwestern. You know, one interesting factor about today with the buyout going into place October 1st, is that you, you, you cannot necessarily take a long-term view if you're Scott Frost. That in mind, how short is the hook on a Casey Thompson if he is not performing well, say, in the entire first half? And if he is not performing well, does it get turned over to Smothers or Purdy? Well, I, that's a great question. I brought that up a couple of weeks ago, is what if Casey is struggling today? What happens? How long do they wait? Um, I think they'll give him a little bit longer leash than normal. But if he all of a sudden turns into your favorite bakery and he's turning the ball over, they can't afford that. And they will find somebody that does not turn the ball over. You know, Purdy had a good fall camp, but his issue of why he did not get closer to Casey Thompson was he turned the ball over. Um, You know, they like Smothers, and Smothers has had a really good fall camp. Um, I'm not sure who they would go to second, but I think the leash on Casey Thompson – it's only pulled if he becomes a turnover factory, not, not the team not moving the football. It's just if he is giving the ball over, um, then they're going to make a move. I don't anticipate him turning the ball over a lot. I think they're going to keep the game plan for him very simple. You'll see a couple of times during the game where they're going to let him shine. But for the most part, I don't think Nebraska wants Casey Thompson to be the story of this game for the good or the bad. And I think they also want to establish, guys, that they can run this offense without – Casey Thompson being the headliner, that you can run a Whipple offense without the quarterback so QB-centric, and that's rare because we've seen that now for so many years around here. Gary Sharp is with us here, a Saturday morning edition at Northwestern Nebraska Preview, Hale Varsity Radio. And, Gary, with this offense, so much has been made of the offensive line. And, uh, and maybe there, there's something to that, that right tackle story we've heard with, with Ben Hart maybe being sick. We'll see what, what 1130 looks like. But as we're now an hour and a half away from kickoff, what is your concern level uh, with that offensive line? Well, it's a, it's a concern. And, and, you know, you got some guys that you, you're waiting for. Now, I'm very intrigued by Turner Corcoran. I mean, he may become Zach Sterup, guys. We, 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 had, we took some knocks on Zach when he was playing tackle. He moved inside. And you know what? That worked out for him. And he turned out that make a little money playing guard in the NFL. So is that the switch for Corcoran? You know, and he also got a – we love Teddy. But remember, Teddy had a major knee injury, and he's not fully back a year. And they're going to ask him to play some strenuous snaps today. Um, but I think I like the left side of the line. I think Hickson will be better. He will not be Cam Jurgens, but he'll be better. 
the right side of the line with the unknown of, of Ben Hart and then whoever's going to play that other guard spot, that does concern me. And it also concerns me, guys, because I'm looking at the course of the season. Is Nebraska going to play 12 games? They're going to play four straight weeks. And they really only have full faith in about six and a half linemen. You can't do that. And it's not like there's a reinforcement on the way that, oh, they got a redshirt freshman or a true freshman. Just get him some game reps, and he'll be ready to go. So Donovan Raiola is going to have to do everything in his power to get those guys going in the right direction. But I think here's where, here's where the, the something can help. I think Mark Whipple plays to the strengths of his offense. And if he notices something with his offensive line that they can't do, he's not going to put him in that position to, to fail. So at least that is something to get you through today. Let's switch over to the defensive side of the ball, Gary. And it appears as we sit here without having seen them in a game in 2022 that you have legitimate edge pass rushing options. Caleb Tanner, Garrett Nelson, O'Shawn Mathis. How many sacks do they combine for this year? I'll set the over-under at 25. Uh, I will go under that um, but I know one thing for sure. I take this to the bank in Dublin or wherever you might be. Nebraska will have more than one guy have two plus sacks. Um, but I would go the under on that. Now, here's the intriguing part of that trio. And they're going to cause some issues and they're going to benefit each other by being on the field and the attention that every one of them will draw. All three are going to play at some point today. And don't immediately think, okay, they're on the field and they're going to rush the passer. If they are Nebraska's best run stoppers, then they're on the field to stop the run as well. But you will see all three at some point play today together. I'm not sure how long, but they have run packages during camp where they've had all three on the field. But again, if, if, they, need, if they are the three best run stoppers amongst the 11, that's why they're on the field, not necessarily to go and get Helensky. You know, one intriguing thing that they have done offensively this year, if we switch over to that side, and he's a guy that I think earned a lot of Nebraska fans respect mid to end of the year, and that's Ramir Johnson, and they are moving him to more of a spot where he's practicing with the receivers and the backs. Do you think he becomes a feature part of Nebraska's offense? Maybe not the feature, but a featured part, or a guy that just gets a couple touches a game? No, I, I, now I think it's in between, Mark, between a, a featured back and a little, a couple of touches. I think he's one of those guys that may not show up on the on the, the depth chart as the starter, but could play the most snaps of anybody on offense because of his versatility. I think he's a safety valve for Nebraska. He's kind of that X factor. Uh, if you need something, you go to Ramir. Um, they'll be able to move him around the field a little bit, which I think is an advantage. Uh, I, I think he will carry the ball a couple of times today, but where his, where his most volume will be today is in the passing game, is what does he do lining up in the slot, whether he's a decoy, whether he's another thing that Northwestern's Jim O'Neill, the defensive coordinator, has to worry about. I think that's where you'll see Ramir the most. But I, I could see Ramir on a, on a weekly basis, guys. I could see him five, seven, maybe eight touches a game in the, in the entire course, and I'm going to throw return game in there as well. Um, in terms of his snaps, but in terms of touches, I could see anywhere from five to eight a game, and I think Nebraska would be very comfortable with that in his workload. Gary, I, I think the, 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 the standard thought among Husker Nation is that Ramir Johnson's been moved out to this different position, A, because there hasn't really been a guy that can play that spot, and B, the running back room uh, is full this season. There's a lot more talent this year, but do you think this could be something where we look back uh, a, a week or two from now and we go, 
oh, maybe we should have seen this one coming, that, that Ramirez is out there playing a wide receiver of sorts and catching passes because there's not many other guys in this roster that can do that. Do you, you think it's because it's a wide receiver room that's a, a little bit devoid uh, of the kind of talent that they want around here? No, remember, remember Elijah, um, and just kind of add to your question because I know where you're going, is they liked him before they started to have questions at wide receiver. And they, they looked at him, and that's the thing about Whipple, that, that he's going to find the best guys on the field to play, is I don't care what your position is. If you can help us win, I'm going to get you on the field. And that's kind of how they look at Ramirez. You know, I, I wonder if, if Gabe Bourbon does not go down with the injury uh, against Oklahoma, does Ramirez play much last year? Or it's because, oh, no, we are very limited at, at running back. We don't like step. We have an injury to Urban. Ramirez, you've got to play. But I think in this case, as, as people are looking, as Whipple is looking at his, his strengths, they're just saying he's a really good football player that can help us. And he's also a guy that can catch the football out of the backfield. And so why not put him on the field to be part of the wide receiver crew? Um, you know, he, he says, I want to be listed as a wide back. I don't know if Mickey takes him as one of his own or Brian takes him one of his own. But the fact that, he, that he's on the field just shows you how versatile he is, but also he's one of their best 11. That's another thing to keep in mind, guys. We talk about positionless football. Yeah, you got to have certain positions where, you know, you can't stick Ramirez playing left tackle. But they're looking at this as the best 11 will play, the best 11 players they will find to put on the field, and Ramirez is one of their best 11 or best 12, 13. So that's why he's going to be out there. Gary Sharp with us, the Iron Horse, Hale Varsity Radio Roadshow in Dublin. We are at the Mary Gobbler, Chris Schmidt, Mark Rainak, Elijah Herbal. Uh, Sharpie, we'll let you get out, but thanks for making time and waking up with us again. I need a prediction. What shakes out in Dublin? What say you? Well, I think Nebraska wins 24-14. I think it might be a slow start to the game, not sloppy, but I think it'll be a slow start as both teams try and feel each other out with some new personnel in different places, um, but I think Nebraska wins by 10. It'll be a low-scoring game, so I will, I will take the Northwestern points. I will go with the under. I will take a Nebraska victory, and I'm sure we'll parse through how it looked, but one thing I, am, I, I would be shocked today. I would be in, I guess I could say I wouldn't be surprised if Nebraska lost, but one area where I would be shocked, guys, if Nebraska has a special teams gaffe, I think Nebraska today will have a moment in special teams where you go, Welcome, Bill Bush. Where have you been all my life? That's very fair. Uh, Bush and his attention to detail and his passion and energy and the prioritization of special teams has been sorely missed in Lincoln. That's fixed. Now they got to kind of match uh, and, and get up to speed at the level he wants. Anything average will will do wonders this season when it comes to the win loss total. Does he make four fifty? He makes more than four fifty, <laughs> doesn't he, Sharpie? Yeah, he is. Uh, he is well worth uh, more than four fifty. So <laughs> we have now officially retired that hash mark. Okay, okay. just making sure. I'm going to look up his salary here. Yeah, he is. <laughs> Sharpie, we'll uh, we'll tip one for you, partner, and uh, we'll see you stateside here in a little while. Guys, enjoy it. I've enjoyed following your uh, journeys and uh, take it all in. What a hell of an experience for, for you guys, Nebraska football, and the uh, whole fan base. And hopefully in about uh, six hours or so, we're going to be enjoying uh, one of those uh, Guinnesses as well. Hey, Bill Bush, according to reports, 400. 400. Doesn't have quite the same oh, ring as 450. But, but, but 400. They, 
they do their job, and you'll be at 450 next year. <laughs> hey, it doesn't roll off your tongue as uh, easily as 450. Gary, before we let you go here, you missed your opportunity to say Schmitty and Mark are bubbling and doubling. This came from our show yesterday. Guys, we are bubbling in Dublin. Enjoy. <laughs> you too, partner. See you. There he is. Gary Sharp with us. The Iron Horse. Right now, we've been doing uh, Saturday shows uh, a long, long, long time. We've been to Norman. We've been to Boulder. We've been to... About everywhere. Yeah. John, as Johnny Cash would say, Vic in Denver is bringing us a shot. Bless you. That's my guy. Get in here, Vic. Those wings are for you, by the way. So cheers. All right. So uh, scoot around here, camera. Vic, all the way from Denver. Uh, avid listener of Hale Varsity. We love him. Vic, cheers it. How was the, how was the trip? It's good. I uh, went to the Irish Whiskey Museum yesterday. And I'm feeling a little pain today. <laughs> okay, so uh, no pain in about six hours. That's what Nebraska. So the fact that a alcohol museum exists just gives me great faith in humanity. <laughs> That's that pretty fantastic. good. Right, cheers it. Cheers it. Cheers, cheers it. And uh, enjoy. Salante is around. Right. Salante. <laughs> You're supposed to sip it. Oh, wow. Well, what did we get here? Powers. Powers? Yeah, I wanted to get here. Elijah's saying you drunks need to, to go to break for good. Real oh, red. I thought we were off the air. No. <laughs> There's Dublin for you. <laughs> Elijah, we love you. We'll uh, talk seconds. to you in about uh, six hours for Real Red Reaction. Thanks for listening to ESPN Lincoln and Hale Varsity Radio. See you. A Huda Media Production.